Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. If you haven't heard, last week we found out that the That Sounds Fun podcast is nominated for the first ever K-Love Fan Award for Podcast of the Year. So it would mean the world if you would just pop over to klovefanawards.com slash vote to vote for our show. Spread the word. The more the merrier. We are so grateful for your support. And a few days ago, I mentioned a transcript of one of our episodes, and several of you were like, I didn't know we had transcripts. If that's something you'd like to have, be sure you're signed up to receive our AFD Weekend Review emails. I'll email you the transcript of today's show on Friday, along with a ton of fun links. You can sign up for the AFD Weekend Review in the show notes or on my website, AnnieFDowns.com, or through the link in my Instagram bio. Basically, the link is as embarrassingly easy to find as I am. So if you like those transcripts, just sign up for that. We'll email them straight to you. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. No doubt that our lives can get a little overwhelming at times. More and more people seem to be dealing with the symptoms of burnout, things like lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped in major fatigue. It's why I'm reminding y'all to rest and play every weekend. I want each of us to do what we can to care for ourselves well. Another way we can guard against burnout is with therapy. I'm so, so grateful for how my counselor has helped me over the years. It's honestly something that I want everyone to get to experience. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That sounds fun, friends. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show, I get to share with you a portion of my conversation with Shauna Nequist from our live pop-up event a couple of weeks ago. If you were there, it's a chance to relive the fun. And if you weren't, I just can't wait for you to hear Shauna's warmth and wisdom. She is the friend we all need in our lives. Shauna's been on the pod twice before. If you want to go back and listen, she was with us for episode eight. Yes, like single digit eight. (laughs) 
way back and episode 235. Her new book, I Guess I Haven't Learned That Yet, is an absolute masterpiece, giving us permission and really an invitation to be new at things and to be gracious with ourselves. It's a must read. Shauna is truly a must have voice in our lives. So I'm excited to share this one with you. So here's my live conversation with my dear friend and yours, Shauna Nequist. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you. Welcome to the library. I love it. I love that so much. I totally do. It's very cozy. I think it's beautiful. I agree. What's Nashville been like so far for you? It's been great. Um, I always love coming to Nashville. I like your restaurants very much. Yeah, certainly. Um, And I always, I have run into so many people that I know that I was, I was very, like, it's been really fun. That happens to you in New York too, though, right? Is that kind of what happens to you that you see people you know everywhere? Well, I make friends everywhere because I'm a curious person and it mortifies my family. <laughs> like I, I like to talk to people on planes. I'm one of those people. But no. I, wait, I wait till we're on the ground. You wait till you're on the ground? Yeah, I restrain. Yeah, I'm like a cool, normal person. Who doesn't talk to people. I have never heard anything like this in my life. For two hours, I'm like, I want to ask about her shoes. I want to ask right. about her earrings. I have questions <laughs> about her profession. I want to know where she lives. But I cool it until we're on the ground. And then right as we're about to do plane, I say, so are you home now? Wow. And I just, I just see how far that door opens. That is the most shocking thing you're going to say tonight <laughs> because you want to talk the whole time and you don't until you're, until you're four minutes out. I have made so many friends on airplanes. I one time made the entire wedding uh, DJ playlist for her wedding and offered her my wedding dress. While yeah. taxiing? No, that one I started talking Yeah, you'd early. have to. You'd have yeah. to. Yeah. I was yes. like, that is some quick work. Yeah, no, no. Or was... she was needy. No. <laughs> She's like, oh, we've just met. Please make this list for me. <laughs> Shauna. No. Yeah, I just... Did I... you do it when you landed in Nashville? I uh, can't recall. Too many friends. Let me think. I... This is embarrassing. <laughs> I said it. I said it. I said, so, are you home now? And she either didn't hear me or 100% ignored me. And I just was like. If you knew how many times my air, I call them my earbuds because yeah. I'm 80. My earbuds were in my ears and not on. And the yeah. person's like, so who's your dearest friend? And I'm like, yeah. like no, don't talk to me. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Me and my oldest sister, Eliza, when we would travel together, we would get off the plane. We would never sit together because she loves talking to people. And I do not. And we get off the plane and she'd be like, did you meet anyone? I'm like, no, did you? And she's like, oh, Bob's really going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gave, I gave him my number and I was like, you gave yeah. a dad your number. Yeah. But yeah, that's what you do. I went out to dinner last week by myself and the two gentlemen next to me, we struck up a little conversation and then I ordered their whole dinner for them <laughs> all the way through. And then the people on that side noticed and asked me to come order their dinner. You were lit, you were in heaven. I know. And then the server came out and he was like, I work here. <laughs> I was like, sorry, sorry. Is it a place you know really well? I'd been there a handful of times. And okay. I had some opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'll to be fair, when we went to dinner a few weeks ago in New York, I sat down and I was like, Shauna will tell you. And she was like, yeah. I will. And just yes. went drink to dessert. The whole I did. thing. I didn't Although say Although the thing. funny thing about that meal, we were at this super fun Italian restaurant in New York City. And it felt kind of like old fashioned 
And our friend, I was gonna say our colleague, I mean, it's just our, our friend, our friend Jonathan, everything was like super sophisticated and lovely, except Jonathan ordered a cocktail that arrived and it looked 100% like a shamrock shake. Yeah. It was like a fluorescent green milkshake with tons of like whipped cream and sprinkles. Well, I mean, when it was coming from the back, we were like, no, 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 no. We were no, like, no, is no, a no, four year old no. having a birthday? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're here until for a couple of days. Until tomorrow morning. Yeah, I just, I mean, you may be on a flight with them, so get ready. If you're flying with Shauna tomorrow, she's not going to talk to you to the bitter end. No, I discipline myself the whole way through. I have so many questions that I don't Do you read? What do you do on a plane? Yeah, I read, definitely. I need you to talk to our friends about how you've taught me to always have a book with me because you have it on your Kindle though, right? Aren't you a Kindle person? I read on my phone. On your phone. I'm the Kindle app on my phone all the time. Yeah. And you keep a nonfiction and a fiction going all the time? All the time, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you tell this story, I feel like it's in here, of, of being at a family gathering and everyone's playing on their phones and you're reading. Oh, maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. What are you reading right now? Um, okay, so I just did, um, do you know Ann Bogle's podcast, What yes. Should I Read Next? Yes, are it's y'all listening amazing. to her? It's amazing. It's amazing. And so you go on and she asks, what are some books you've loved? What's something you don't like in a book? What, what are some? And then she gives you what you should read next. Yes. It's amazing. And so I am reading, she recommended to me four books and I am reading, I've finished one of them yeah. and I'm reading at least two of them right now and I have one waiting for me. She, yeah. uh, she recommended to me probably two of my favorite books I've read in what are years. They? Um, one of them, y'all may have to yell it out. It's the librarian of, it's the one about the blue people in Kentucky. Hollow, say it again. Giver of Stars is one, but there's another one that's- And this is controversial, it's right? It's very controversial. There are two that are- Troublesome yes. Creek, yes? Yes. Thank you, the book yes. Woman of Troublesome Creek. Yes. It's very problematic mm-hmm. because it's the same story by two authors and one came out before the other one. Yes. Uh, one has to, yeah. It's a, yeah. yeah. Cheers to that not happening to us yet. Right, right. We haven't been on either side of that yet. No, Thank the yeah. good Lord. But I loved it because I love all things Appalachia. And so I, yes. oh, I loved it. And did you know there were really people who were blue? Yes, they do. I was asking her, but you can no, say. I definitely, I paused when you said blue people. I thought that's a reference I don't understand. Yes. What do you mean? It's because of their, some chemical in their, how they're, I'm going to mess it up. I'll send you the book. But in Kentucky, and because of some um, historic inbreeding, not current, historic, uh, their communities were small. So they had kids and they passed down this gene where people were blue. You can Google it. One of them's still alive, like in Alaska now or something. He was like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, he's like, I'll tell you what's not (laughs) happening after me. This. Ann Bogle's ability to know books. Yeah. It's extraordinary. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. her. So you just listened to her and started reading them. Yeah, definitely. Have you read The Island of the Sea Women? No, but I feel that I am reading The Island of the Misfit Trees. Yes, you are right reading now? that. Yes. Okay. So it's a different book. Yes, it's different and it's okay. very enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just at the beginning. Talk to us about why you keep a fiction and a nonfiction going at the same time. Just they're totally different parts of the brain to me. Yeah. I read them in different ways at different times. And the other thing I do is like kind of in the weeds, but I keep the Kindle app on the front screen of my phone and I keep social media several screens back. Oh, like slide, slide, yeah, slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that 
when I have 10 minutes, the easiest thing to do is open a book. And it's harder to scroll. I want to make it a little harder because it just, it doesn't feel nourishing to me the same way that 10 minutes of reading a book does. Yes. Yeah. I move slower when I'm reading Mm -hmm. than I move when I'm scrolling anyway. And anything for our personalities that slows us down is very helpful. And it connects me to one story. Yeah. Like if I have five of those little breaks in the day, like waiting for a kid after school or waiting for this or that, at the end of those five little breaks, I've read 50 minutes of one story mm-hmm. as opposed to all these fragmented pieces of other people's lives. Like it just, it's better for my whole, I think my, like my spirit, you know? When you're reading nonfiction, are you reading essay driven nonfiction? Are you reading business? Are you reading spiritual? Not business. No. <laughs> Zero percent. No. <laughs> I read a lot of essay collections and yeah. memoirs, yeah. and I'm starting to read more and more poetry, and I really, really love it. Yeah, I used to. I studied poetry, and then for a long time, I didn't read it that much, and I am in a total poetry phrase right now. Um, Maggie Smith and Kate Bear, I think, were the first two that it yeah. kind of like, ushered me back into reading poetry, and I'm just, I love them both. What is it about poetry? It's, about, it's usually about a feeling more than an answer. There's, there's a spaciousness in it. It's very sense-oriented. Yeah. Like I think some, somebody says there are seasons for prose and seasons for poetry. Wow. And I've very much been in a season for poetry. You yeah. know, Not a lot of answers, not a lot of black and white things lining up perfectly. Yes. A lot of like feelings and open-ended responses to things. And so poetry really suits that. You know? I think, I, I would like to submit to you that I think you may like that because that's what your writing does for us. Oh. Like, I feel like, I mean, do y'all agree? Like, when I read you, Shauna, it is, it, like, I can feel it in my breathing when I'm mm. reading your stuff. Thank and it's you. just, yeah, it's something where I go, like, I'd have never put a sentence together like that and made people feel that. Mm. So do you, I mean, are you a poet? Are you writing poetry that we're not seeing? No, definitely not. <laughs> no. 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 None. <laughs> Ever. I just feel like it's in you. Thank you. You're a poetic prose writer. Thank you. So you bring us both. Thank you. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our incredible partners, StoryWorth. You may remember when I shared in my book, That Sounds Fun, about how I found out my dad loved playing chess and how much fun we had when we played together after my friend Tim taught me how. It got me wondering, though, how many other things I don't know. That's why I got my StoryWorth for my dad, Mr. F. Downs. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your dad or a father figure in your life connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. See, every week, StoryWorth emails your dad a thought-provoking question that you get to choose out of a big pool of possible options. The unique prompts ask questions you've maybe never thought of, like, what is one of your fondest childhood memories? Or have you ever feared for your life? Or what sounds fun to you? I really look forward to giving this to my dad for Father's Day. Sorry, Dad. Spoiler alert. It's coming to you for Father's Day. And I can't wait to read his answers to these questions. After a year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that the whole family can share for generations. I love the idea of flipping through this book with my nephew Sam one day and giggling about all the stories and pictures of his granddaddy. Give all the fathers in your life a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come. Story worth. Right now, for a limited time, you could save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash that sounds fun. 
That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash that sounds fun to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash that sounds fun. And I want to let you know about another one of our incredible partners, Nutrafol. Do you ever look around the bathroom after drying your hair and feel like it looks like the hair salon floor after a major haircut? All the shedding, you guys. You're not alone. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. It's so many of us. But the good news is there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women, including me, have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. So many of them are saying it helped restore not only their hair's health, but also their confidence. I love that. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting all five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. We all deal with this stuff, right? In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. And as the powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, you could also also notice improvements to your overall well-being, things like restful sleep and less stress and better skin and nails. Yes, please. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code TSF to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Okay. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F. OL.com promo code TSF. And now back to our conversation with Shauna. What's it been like with the book out? It's been out two weeks. Mm-hmm. New York Times bestseller. Thank well you. done. Thank you. Uh, USA Today bestseller, Publishers Weekly bestseller, which y'all should know matters a lot to us as much yes. as New York Times does because yeah. that tells different things. So, mm-hmm. how's it feel? It's amazing. I mean, uh, anybody who's done any kind of big project, whatever it is, you know that the the lead up to it is just increasing amounts of terrible. Like there yeah, was a point, like, literally, like a week before the book launch, where I told my husband, I was like, I think my eyeballs are vibrating. Like I'm so, <laughs> just like my whole body yeah. is everything's awful. Like you're just, yeah. and, and it's you're. There's nothing to do. It's. I mean. I, a lot of people compare having a baby and writing a book, and I think there are a lot of differences, but one of the... I've only done one of the two, and I think they're just alike. <laughs> so you tell me if they're different. <laughs> but one of the things, the ways in which they're similar is it gets a lot worse before it gets better. <laughs> yeah, right? for like, sure. Those last couple days before you have a baby, there's nothing else on your mind. There's only like, when is this not going to be in my body anymore? Yeah. And so you get a little bit like that uh, right before a book launch, and you're just like, I am ready for the next thing. This is nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yeah. The book before this, Bread and Wine, would that be before Present Over Perfect. Present Over Perfect, that's right. So Present Over Perfect was 18? 17, what year? 16. 16? Yes, I have taken a... We've all gasped together. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Believe me, it's been a long time. Okay, so, but you wrote so much of this in 20. Were you like ruminating on it before that? Or did, could you, did you just need to like let the fields lie for a little bit? No, 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 that would have been a good thing to do. I wrote hundreds of thousands of words that did not end up in this book. Just, I'm I had gonna to, drink to that, that sounds one, terrible. <laughs> this was one that I just had to, it's like I had to write about 150,000 words before those words. And P.S., this is how many, 50? 58, something like that. So yeah. she wrote 150 that exists somewhere. 
Yeah, in my laptop. They're garbage. No one. Lord, yeah, that is yeah. awful. Yeah. That is awful. It's a long process. You wrote 150 of just like processing what's in you. Yeah, and trying to figure out what I wanted this book to be. And yeah. yeah trying a bunch of stuff and I sent it all to my team. I was like, I'm really sorry. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they said, thank you. And just put it over here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I never heard from them again. Right, right. <laughs> You're like, and so I signed with a new publisher. <laughs> yeah, totally. After I sent all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, will you talk for the three of us who haven't read this yet? I guess I haven't learned that yet. Will you explain why that's the title? So many things have happened in the last six years since the last book. But one of them is our family, Aaron and I and our two boys, moved from the suburbs of Chicago to Manhattan, which is like different in one million different ways. And it's different in like enormous ways about like how you live and experience the world. And it's also different in really functional ways. Like I don't know how to get my laundry done. I don't know how to get my groceries. I don't know how to get my kid to and from school. Yeah, you don't have a car, right? Oh, y'all do, but you don't ever use it, right? I don't use it. Yeah. Um, And we didn't for the first two and a half years that we were there. Um, And in Chicago, y'all are probably a two-car family with like a garage. Yes, Yes. all of those things, yes. And now none. None, Yeah. just our arms. Just for groceries, that's all I have. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Not enough wheels. And so the learning curve was just so high. And um, I noticed that my kids especially were starting to get... It started off with questions like, you know, why is this like this? How do we do this? How do we do this? But then there were deeper questions like, am I falling behind? Have I made too many mistakes? Am I the kind of kid that can't get it right? And I realized, wait a minute, we have to shift our perspective on what it means to be a beginner. You're not failing, you're learning. And so I said, every single one of us, mom and dad too, every day, we're going to report back to each other at the end of the day and say, at which point during the day did you say, I guess I haven't learned that yet? When did you have an opportunity to say, I guess I haven't learned that yet? We tried to make it something we were celebrating together as opposed to something where we all felt isolated and like we were failing. Yeah. Did it feel like you were failing when you moved there? No, but when you're, when everything's new all the time, yeah. it doesn't take much for you to be like, am I uniquely horrible at this? You know? <laughs> yes. How's this 22-year-old <laughs> yeah. surviving in <laughs> Manhattan and I'm not? Yeah. yeah no yeah, offense, yeah. 22-year-olds, you're very capable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. but also, you know, moving, whether it's moving to another part of the country or like starting a new job or starting a new business or anything where you're just, your, your old surroundings are gone and you're in a new place, you realize there are so many more ways to live than just your way, right? Yeah. You're like, well, this is how my old boss did it or my old neighbors did it or my old team or my old church or whatever used to be. Now there's, there's so many other ways. And it brought out in me this like curiosity wait a minute, there are so many ways to live that I have not yet experienced. There's so many right things to do with your life yeah. that are all good options that I haven't experienced yet. And so that idea of, it made me just really curious. Like I would go out to breakfast with a friend who'd been married longer than I have, and I'd be like, what do you know about, what do you know about marriage? Because yeah. I need to know some things. Yeah. What do you know about parenting? What do you know about faith? What do you know about writing? What, I just became a person who was like, I don't have almost any answers right now, but I know other people do. Mm. And I'm going to be humble enough for ask, to ask for help from people who have wisdom that I don't have. Yeah. I feel like the older I've gotten, there are some real specific areas where I'm like, oh, the thing we realize is we know less. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. true? Like, 
faith feels that way to me a lot of times where I'm like, man, t- again, 22, sorry, 22. 22 year old Annie like knew it all. She yeah. knew everything, what I would give to know all the things she knew. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you live another 20 years and you go like, the, yep. there are other ways. The yep. world has more. So mm-hmm. what are some places in your life that you've gone, oh, I knew less than I thought I did? Well, I would say certainly I've learned a lot about friendship and I wouldn't say that like what I did know, I'm not like changing my mind, but like there are seasons when you have a really rich, large, lovely, super wonderful, wide net of relationships. I was gonna tell you when we were upstairs, there were more people saying hello to you upstairs than I know in the entire city of New York. (laughs) I promise. There are so many people. They all work for me. I pay them to say hi to me. <laughs> that is not friends. We are friends, but that is employment. Well, they have to speak to literally, me. Literally, in three and a half years, those are like, I, don't, I know almost that many people in this city. Um, <laughs> except for the people I meet on planes. Right, so. right, right. All them. Uh, right. Um, but not every season has to be this yeah. big net of all these friendships and connections. It's okay to have a season that's really quiet where two or three people are walking with you in a really close way. It's okay for friendships to change over time. It's okay to need different things from different people in in different seasons. And I think giving myself and my friends permission to do that differently feels like a gift we can give ourselves and each other. Talk a little bit about giving friendships permission to change because I think one of the problems with social media is I think I should still be in touch with everyone from middle school. Right, yeah. And that like to not friend them on a social media platform and to not know what their swimsuit looks like is bad friendship Right. when I don't know their phone number. Right, yes. So in 2022, how do we let friendships change when social media tells us every friendship is forever? Mm -hmm. I have two different answers. One of them is I am really rethinking my whole approach to social media. And I think there are, um, there's some real dangerous edges to it. And of course, like, of course we think of like the obvious dangers of it, but even something like that, it does give us a false sense of familiarity with people that are not a part of our lives. Right. And it scratches that itch of connection, but not really. Like how much do we know about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's case right now? And I don't know them. Right. And I know far too much. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, and we shouldn't because, right. and it's all because of one account that I follow, House and Habit. Y'all do too, I know. <laughs> it's all because we're following the same account yeah. that tells us, you know, and you're right, it gives us a false sense of intimacy with some friends, but other friends, I love it. It makes me so grateful that I can see, I told you today that watching your son yeah. throw an ax, I was like, I like seeing what he's like in movement because I see him in pictures. Um, he's not a criminal. Um, <laughs> he didn't throw it at a person. He didn't throw it in Manhattan. Right. Well, I didn't know that part, but okay. <laughs> My in-laws have recently relocated to Texas. Where, where you can throw they things, do things like, like that. that. Now I understand. It was like at a place where you pay money to do that. I think that is a dumb job to where you're in charge of people throwing axes. Yeah, I see, yeah. No, no, don't. Yeah. Why did we start that? No, that's not a good um, idea. Okay, so that's your first thought on social media. So do you think, just, so what's the solution then, Shauna? Do we get off or do we unfriend people that don't have our phone numbers? I have... Uh, unfriended, not in a mean way, but un- unfriended. It's like we <laughs> want a nice horn for our car. I want to, yeah, yeah, you just did that. Um, if I'm not, if we're not in each other's lives, 
should I be looking at their lives? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And if I think about you in the course of a day, wouldn't it serve our friendship better if I sent you a text than if I watched your life that I'm not a part of in those ways, right? So I keep the text and the Kindle on the front screen and I keep social several screens back because when I get the impulse to connect and I pick up my phone, like we all do, I either send a text or I read a story. And I think those are more nourishing ways to connect in with something to get out of myself as opposed to kind of scrolling. Yes. Yeah. Either send a text or read a story. Yeah. That's beautiful. Y'all keep telling me on the internet how much you enjoy talking about entrepreneurship and leadership and being a small business owner. And one of the things that saves my life as a small business owner is Shopify. That's the sound of a sale going through on Shopify, our all-in-one e-commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives all of us business owners and entrepreneurs the resources that used to only be available for big businesses. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and stay up to date on all those numbers. The numbers matter, you guys. We love coming up with new ways to serve y'all and produce great content and products that you'll love. And with Shopify, there are just so many amazing possibilities when it comes to scaling your business and ways that they make it easier for any business to succeed. We've been using Shopify to power shopanniefdowns.com for over three years now as our e-commerce selling platform, and we love it. They make it so easy to get those Chai Day Friday mugs into your hands or to make sure you've got the gospel reading plan ready to start with us in June. They've got tools that help with everything from tracking our inventory and sales to adding apps and customizable templates to our store for the best possible customer experience. You can integrate with all kinds of apps and reach customers online and across social networks, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. They provide tons of insights and give detailed reporting of conversion rates and profit margins and all the really important data you need to keep making the best decision for your business. It's more than a store. Shopify can grow your business. So there's pretty much no limit to the possibilities powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com dot com slash sounds fun all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. So go to Shopify.com slash sounds fun right now. Again, that's Shopify.com slash sounds fun. And I've got one last amazing partner to tell you about. ZocDoc. If your calendar is anything like mine, then I feel your pain about finding time to go to the doctor. But Finding and booking a doctor who's right for you doesn't need to be a terrible experience. Will they take your insurance, understand your needs, or be available when you can see them? With ZocDoc, the answer can be a refreshingly pain-free yes. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, takes your insurance, and are available when you need them. You can read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So when you walk into that doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. So go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot, and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit, and just like that, you are booked. So find the doctor who's right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I am one of them. It is my go-to whenever I need to find and book a doctor, which you know, in April, I did. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDocs, you guys, you can get your docs in a row. Oh, you can get your docs in a row. I love it. So go to ZocDoc 
ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun. ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun. And now to finish up our conversation with Shauna Nequist. And then the other thing I would say about friendship is I think it really helps us when we talk about it. I think there's there's all these weird myths about friendship that like it should just be automatic and easy. Yeah. Like think about the way most of us approach our dating lives, right? You put effort into it, you care about it, you invest in it. Right, but like yes. if you were to say to me, if you were to say- And I have, I've said yes. all the dating stories to you, yes. If you were to say, hey, I would love to be in a great dating relationship, so I'm really putting some energy into that. Everybody would be like, good, go for it. But very rarely do we say like, I just feel like I really wanna to tend to my friendships, I wanna invest in a couple people, and I wanna have open and honest conversations about how I'm doing as a friend, and how it feels to be in connection or partnership with me. Like we don't do that very yeah. much with our friends. Yeah. But I think we should. I think to ask questions, hey, in what ways have I met your expectations for our friendship? And in what ways haven't I? Mm -hmm. When you can start talking about that kind of stuff, there's a real depth there. I spoke about a friendship breakup at a conference a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. at If Gathering. And, And it was my very best friend. And it is to this day the most painful breakup of my life. And my DMs and email mm-hmm. exploded yeah. because no one talks about yeah. friendship breakups. Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost like we've underserved the importance of communicating about friendship. Yeah. And saying like, yeah, we can actually talk about what happens when the thing, when the friendship you thought wasn't going to end, ends. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's awful. It is. Absolutely It's awful. awful. Speaking of awful, as you're writing through, <laughs> as you're writing through your book, I mean, your life changes in a thousand ways. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of our friends out here. In fact, we got questions from a lot of people. There are a lot of friends out here who have questions about being a writer. Mm -hmm. How do you decide what's public and what's private? Did Mm -hmm. you decide by yourself? Did you decide in community? So I would say a couple things. Number one, any, this is just what I do, right or wrong. I write everything. As it's happening, I, when I'm in a writing season, I write every single day for, I try to write a couple hours every work, every work day. And I write everything, every conversation, every feeling. This is how the sky looked. This is what I made for dinner. This, every single thing. Real names, real locations, all of it. it. Yes. Because some of it is, it helps you process what's happening Mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. Some of it is good storytelling requires really like gritty, sensual details. And you'll never go be able to go back and and add those in after the fact, right? When you're telling a good story, you have to spring from like, the, the feelings and the sense details as you experience them. Yeah. So I want to get those all out. And then I always give it time. So I'd say then what you add to it, let's say it's a recipe, you add <laughs> time and outside perspective. Yeah. After, I would say no sooner than six weeks, but up to six months, you pull that piece back out. And now you know, you have a little perspective. Yes. That's what this was. That's yes. what this was about. That's what was happening in my life. That's why this is important to me. So you have the, the lenses of time and perspective, mm-hmm. and then you have someone else say, this, this could be important to other people, mm-hmm. or like, thank you for sharing. No one else needs to be shared with in that way, which oh, is fine. If, I mean, how many times have you gotten an edit back from my agent, from my agent or from my editor? It's like, 
we're going to cut those two paragraphs. Oh, 100%. Because nobody needs to know that. And I was like, well, I just thought it was important. Oh, like, I mean, yeah. No, yeah. What I, um, on one of my projects, my editor at a certain at the first she was like very loving with me and she was like here's here's a thing to think about <laughs> I don't think that every time you eat you have to describe every ingredient of every single thing you've eaten for example you could just say I had a salad and you don't even have to tell me what's in the vinaigrette <laughs> and then after that we just had a code word and it was vinaigrette and oh. that meant Take out these seven paragraphs of how you made your chicken. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're like, yes, I do need to keep all that in there. It matters. Uh, It does to me. Um, Will you talk about y'all's community at the seminary? Because I and talk about the sheet pan dinners. I love that. I love how you describe that in the book. So we have just happened into the most lovely little group of friends, and it's some families, some single people, some people who've known each other for a long time, some people who just met in the course of living together. The seminary, we have like 100 kids between us, and the oldest, (laughs) actually, the oldest is turning 18, and so we're having a party for her tomorrow night, and the youngest is three. She just (gasps) turned three. Wow. A whole lot. Neither of those are mine. These are other people's. (laughs) And during the pandemic, you know, in New York especially, things were like very, very strict. Like even people that you knew very well, you you know, we were not in each other's homes at all. And that I I can never, it must have been spring 2021 when it just started getting warm enough outside. We were like so ready to be together again. And so we started doing like happy hour picnics in our courtyard. And it was very cold. And we were all, I don't know if you guys got really weird during the pandemic, but we definitely did. Uh, so weird. So weird. Yeah. Our first couple of conversations, we're just like sitting there on the picnic blanket, like no idea how to talk to people. Not knowing what the next question is to say. Nope, no, nope, nope, nope. And it went from either like, so you have hair? <laughs> Or, or what like, was the worst part of the whole? Yeah, yeah you're either totally cry. Like, yep. Did you ever do that thing? Right. Where you're like, oh my gosh. Like, yes. Yes, yeah. Shauna. Yes. yes. And so, but we, it like, we were like drawn to it, like starving people. Yeah. And I remember the first, when we first started doing it, we did it six nights in a row. And just kept coming Send a text? Out. Or yeah, is it always like six o'clock? It's just a text. Yeah just meet on the lawn, question mark, and then we'll list which weird things we have in our pantries and refrigerators. Jonathan somehow always has a jar of fancy honey. Yeah, for sure. And half a thing of crackers. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then he makes up a cocktail and some are winners and some are not. Um, And it just gave us a place to be together. Yeah. And the sheet pan came because... I would put together these like, you know, like charcuterie boards or snack boards or whatever. And they were, you know, they're flat. They're like slate or, you know, what a fancy something. And then I would try to carry them down three flights of stairs and there's nothing on the edges. So I'm like dropping crackers right. all the way down the steps. Oh, you've designed this beautiful like cheese yeah. board. And, and there's it's just like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, um, and then you'd set it on the ground, right? Like, <laughs> of course, it's just, it's like confetti at that point. There's just yeah. like crackers everywhere. I'm like, I'm like the one with the breadcrumbs, the Hansel and Gretel. Yes, like, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Stuff everywhere. And so then, and so I was like, I need like a pan that has little sides. And so that's a sheet pan. Yeah. And so I have become extremely 
committed to the sheet pan happy hour, and we do it two or three times a week, and it's never fancy, and there's always different people, and you can come and go, and it totally counts as dinner, and <laughs> if you want it to. Snack suppers, man. Yeah. Cannot beat them. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. when you're making a charcuterie board, what is it? what do yours have to have? Okay. I would like for there to be three cheeses. Okay. I would like for one to be soft. Okay. And then up to, real, you know, hard cheeses. Okay. I would like prosciutto. Other meats. Oh, that, that agreed. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. We've got a very prosciutto yeah. forward audience yes. tonight. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, you know, I, I like for there to be one fruit, one vegetable, something pickled, something dried. Hold on. One fruit, one vegetable, something pickled, something dried. Right. So something it's a old, sli- something new, something yes, blue, exactly. something blue. I got yeah. it. Okay. It's a sliced apple, some, you know, olives, it, you know, uh, dates or raisins or apricots, and then sliced cucumbers or something. Okay. Okay. It's different every time. There's no formula to it. But the Christmas, there was, it must have been Christmas 2020. We didn't get to go home to see our families. Yeah. And my mom and my mother-in-law, without talking to each other, both sent me a huge box of all my favorite things, which are like mustards, pickles, olives, vinegars, fancy yeah. jams. And so I had, they would joke about, we do these happy hours all the time. And they're like, do you own like a <laughs> weird jam shop in your apartment? <laughs> like, when will you exhaust your store of various mustards? <laughs> right. Right, because you yeah. live in a small apartment yeah, in New York. Yeah, it's mostly mustard. It is yeah. all yeah. mustard. Yeah. And it's, I just got these two amazing care packages, so I just kept putting out more like funny jams and mustards. Yeah. yeah. It feels like there was, correct me on the timeline of this, maybe a decade ago, charcuterie boards, it was very, has to look like this. Yeah. And the longer we've done it, the more yeah. people have been like, what do my people love? Yeah. And what matters? You used to have to fold your salami into a river. Yes. Remember the salami yes. river? And now it's just like, it's no a salami, salami river. pond. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's yeah. stagnant now. No movement. No yeah. movement. Yeah. And now that people have read it, the book's been out for a couple of weeks. Now that people have read it, what is your vulnerability level feel connected to it? Does it feel like now they know? Does it feel like I'm glad it's out? Where, where are you on that scale? So one thing about me is I always experience success or opportunity as great pressure and immediate fear of failure. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. I've chosen a great career for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so I was 100% ready for this. this. I told anyone who would listen, this is my worst book. It, it's done, which means it is a book, but of right. all the books, it's the worst one. Right. But all I could do was finish it. Like I, that was my one job is just to finish it. I couldn't make it the best one. I just had to finish it. And the response has been really different than that. Like people it is have your best one. Really? You were, I think you were one of the first people that told me that. And I was like, oh, I, I was not emotionally prepared for that. <laughs> I did not think that's what was going to happen right yeah. now. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's even the best, but I'm saying people's response to it has been really different than I expected and much more personal. Um, yeah. A lot of people are reaching out to me not to talk to me about my experience, but to talk about their experience. And to me, that feels like the goal, yes. the jackpot. Like yes. this made you think about something in your life. This yes. touched on something in your world. That yes. feels tremendously meaningful to, to me. To me, that's a higher compliment. Oh, absolutely. Don't, don't talk to me about my writing. When you want to tell me about your life, mm-hmm. that means you feel like we're on yeah. the same team. Yeah. I'm on your team. Yeah. What, what do you write next? Are you done? Are you taking a break? Are you, did this like stoke something in you that you want to keep going? Yes and no. And I'm definitely not allowed to make any big decisions Certainly. right now. Certainly. Yes, I, I mean, understand this that. This is like, again, maybe this is another one. Like if you have like an amazing 
uh, labor and delivery experience, you're like, I can do this every year. Let's do it. You know? Um, or if you didn't, you're like, we're closed for business forever. Um, it's too soon to tell. Yeah. But one thing we've talked about, I've Definitely want to write fiction at some yeah. point. And I really want to do a cookbook. That just feels really fun. Yes. So. I need you to do a cookbook. Thank you. I will do Do that. not put measurements. Don't worry. We will figure <laughs> it out. Thank you. We'll sort right? it out. Yeah. Um, this is a question I always ask on the show. Is there anything we didn't say about the book? Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we cover? There is one thing. Okay. I love the work that you do in the world and I love the voice that you are and writing this book was really difficult for me as you know and so the idea of launching it felt very scary to me and I, my team knew that and they said we really 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 want you to do one event out of town we really want you to and I was like I gotta, I, like I'm scared I don't want to and they said um what if you do it with Annie? And I was like, oh, done, done, absolutely done. <laughs> but that, um, Thanks, this was a scary season for me. And one of the people that made me feel like I could get through it was you. And so being Thanks. with you tonight is not just about tonight. It's about the way you have cared for me all the way through the season. You're someone I really trust and I really admire and I'm so grateful for. Thank you. So, thank you. I feel the same about you. Thank, thank you. you. That's very kind. My next question was going to be for her to compliment me. That was not what I... She skipped the question, if you paid attention. Shauna, the last question you always ask. Thank you for saying that. I, mm -hmm. I, yeah. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Yes. Because tonight is a That Sounds Fun pop-up show. Mm -hmm. Tell me what sounds fun to you. My son, Mac, who you yes. know. Some of you have probably heard me mention this. So Annie has stayed in our apartment, so she knows what I'm talking about. In my bedroom... I write at what is essentially my nightstand because it's so <laughs> tiny, but we're on the third floor and we look down on the courtyard on this beautiful green space and that's where I spend all day long and my 10-year-old comes home from school and he comes around the chapel and he walks up to the tree and he waits for me to see him. So I'm looking down three stories and when he sees that I see him, he starts to dance. <laughs> and then I do whatever he does oh, yeah. back to him. Oh, yeah. And then he does one, <laughs> and then I do one. And the whole go, time he's just walking yeah, toward the house. Yeah, and so until he gets to where I can't see him anymore, I dance him home. <laughs> and it, I, like, I probably, he won't get to be, you know, like 18 years old and still want me to dance him home. <laughs> but for every day right now, that yeah. he, when I think about fun and delight and joy, I think about, like, Mackie and I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can picture it. Out yeah. their bedroom window is like, y'all know this about me, it's like a cathedral out the window. Mm -hmm. I was like, I live here now, yeah. in your house. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? Oh, she is amazing. Her New York Times bestselling book, I guess I haven't learned that yet, is amazing. So make sure you grab your copy. Follow Shauna on social media. Tell her thank you so much for being on the show. And tell her thanks for doing the live show with us in Franklin. It was so fun. And after you've heard this conversation, just think about which one of your friends would love to hear this and share it with them. Just pass along a little fun today in text message or online. But there's one of your friends that needs to hear today's conversation. Go ahead and send this one to them. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me, well, 
We're going to do some fittings for our K-Love outfit. You guys, it's coming this weekend. So I got to get right in a jumpsuit. I'm really hoping for a jumpsuit, but we will see before the K-Love Awards on Sunday. Y'all have a great week. We will see you back here on Thursday with my friends from Passion Music. See y'all then.